Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Weekman, and we are in the crappie compound. That's right, crappie <laughs> compound. What's it about? What's it about? Les Smith is here with us. He is the owner of crappie compound, and I'm, I hope to get out. I don't know if once you're here, you get stuck or you can't leave like Hotel California. Well, you know, we always keep the light on for all our friends, so right. uh, you're welcome to come, leave anytime you want, so it makes it pretty easy. Tell us a little bit about what you have here. What, why did you start this? What's the, the theme behind this? Brad, you know, we've I, a lot of these guys, which you see out here this weekend, we're having this uh, Grizzly getaway uh, weekend, and uh, a lot of these guys are just great buddies of mine. We've uh, got some wonderful friends that we've met through the fishing world, and uh, right. um, this was my hunting and fishing lodge for years. And uh, uh, finally, I just got to the point where I couldn't keep up more than one place. So I was spending all my time over here, and uh, all my buddies would come in on the weekend. We'd hang out doing something, either fishing right. or uh, eating. And you can kind of see the yeah, uh, eating right. set up here. But uh, we always eat good, whether we catch any fish or kill any deer or whatever. But uh, right. uh, crappie compound uh, got named. I think Kent Driscoll. Um, Kent did. Uh, I think yeah. Kent uh, gave it the crappie compound name. Uh, and uh, it just kind of stuck, and uh, right. you know, and and uh, we just got to call it the Crappie Compound, and uh, but uh, a lot of good memories, uh, a lot of uh, good friends have been in and out here. And the location's close to one of the big four reservoirs, right? Yeah, it's actually in a great location. Uh, we have Sardis Lake, which is a stone's throw behind me here. Uh-huh. Uh, we um, kind of go out three ten here and hit one of the close landings, or we can go right. to the the dam and hit the other but um just north of me is Butler lake and just south of uh sardis is enid and just a little about 45 minutes uh which is not far uh is grenada so you got Butler, sardis enid and grenada uh which are all the big four so and we go into more detail on that, but we want to know about power trolling. Everyone that's watching this show, everyone that's listening to this show, they want to know about power trolling, how they do it, how you set up, lures that you use. And so tell us, uh, tell us first about the boat that you use. I think it's a big one. It's a big one. It's, uh, it's a Skeeter Bay boat, right. uh, 23 footer, uh, and a uh, crappie magnet and, uh, has, has got a wrap on it, yeah, fence right. pin and uh, slab curly on it, and uh, you'll see why in just a moment, but that's my favorite baits for power trolling. Um, power trolling was, uh, my dad um, actually taught me how to do it years ago. Uh-huh. Um, he was uh, started crappie fishing, uh, oh my gosh, uh, he's he, he passed away at 88 about two years ago, and uh, actually be three years in October. Uh, this coming October, but uh, uh, my dad, mom fished a lot of the crappie USA and, uh, tournaments and stuff all right. over the country, and that's been 40 years ago. And uh, but anyway, it was a style of fishing that he taught me uh, back then. He um, <laughs> it was kind of interesting to see his setup today and see what it's evolved into today. Right. Um, uh, it started with B and M. Uh, my dad was good friends with uh, uh, Buck uh, Simmons at uh, B and M. Um, he started out with some uh, cane poles, uh, twenty foot along. Uh, he kind of cut the ends off. He put his own homemade uh, ties, uh, uh, eyelets on it. Right. And um, 
he was using back then uh, started out with a 12 ounce weight so uh, he had a 12, yeah, 12 ounce weight. weight when i learned how to do wow. it he had a bell weight on the bottom and he had uh and back then there was no limit on the number of setups that you could put on a pole today it's two right. uh, on our lakes so you can't have more than two but he had five there they were two foot apart right and uh, so he was fishing a 10 foot fish column wow um, yeah it was crazy yeah and, and boy he'd have those big came poles out there and he had that big bell weight and my mom fished right there with him and uh uh man would go out and catch those fish and uh sometimes we'd have two or three on at a time with five setups on and uh was just became my favorite way of fishing and uh it um i I guess if you had to describe power trolling the reason i i fell in love with it it's an adrenaline rush everything's fast and we call it fast and furious so um we're running summer pattern uh, that we're running right now it's all about reaction strikes so those fish like you heard some of the guys talking about today they were casting right uh, to the he said man they'll come from anywhere to go hit that bait so if you kind of think about it they're in a summer feeding pattern and uh, it's all about reaction you get something near them and they're going to take off and hit it right so we're covering a lot of water covering a lot of ground the fish have kind of moved out into their summer patterns how fast are you moving we're we're running 1.7 right now okay and uh, we're using the um, b&m power troller it was a pole designed um uh, b&m got a wonderful power trolling pole right it's designed for the heavy weights designed to to handle that how long i'm using 18 footers okay and uh so and and uh What's amazing is over the years, and I think LiveScope has kind of taught us uh, that the further out you, you get from a fish, the better chance you got of catching it. Right. Uh, and if you hear LiveScopers talk, um, back when LiveScope came out, that 20-foot mark is kind of the magic number. Right. Uh, if you get a fish within 20 foot, you better get ready to catch him or you're going to spook him or uh-huh. do something. So, you know, it kind of made me think, well, the longer the poles, the better off you're going to be uh to get out away from the boat so when you sat there on my big 23 foot bay boat and you got an right. 18 foot poles you got a pretty good span and how, how many poles in the front well we can run four per person on our lake so okay. we have eight eight in the uh, front mm-hmm. uh-huh. and if i have people which i do a lot of times uh the other day you may have saw the video where we had uh, a 40 boat limit um right <laughs> about nine thirty, i was doing my watch and we did a video on it um but i had uh some guys in the back of the boat and uh uh we had uh, john harrison louisiana we call him yep. louisiana mississippi but john right. harrison louisiana and had my buddy john mayo and had kevin and had joe floyd and uh, uh kirby yeah uh, we were all in there and uh uh, had nine, uh, like I said, nine, no, Joel Harris was in there. Yeah. So we had a boat full of folks. But we Did had, you have to uh, set any of those guys in timeout? <laughs> like, hey, okay, Kirby, you're in timeout, and then let everyone else fish. Here, here, here's the thing. <laughs> There's so much action because you got to imagine to catch 40 fish right. by 9.30. I mean, it's a pole in the boat at all times, two or three poles. Right. So you had them going on the front, and then we had um, – uh let's see we had two 20 foot drops on the side we had an 18 foot drop on the side and we had a long line out the back wow. so we were going down there look uh i mean we were going down the lake and it was it's kind of crazy to see all that set up on there but um uh, you, you you're gonna have to see i, I think somebody's gonna post where 
Joe Floyd uh, had gotten tired, so he was laying down on the back deck, and he took his his big toe and he wrapped the uh, line off yeah. of one of those poles around his big toe, <laughs> and he said he was sitting there and he could feel. Wobble. <laughs> so, woke him up and he grabbed the pole grabbed the fish but uh just having fun man yeah. just getting out there and um it's fast it's furious it's an adrenaline rush um I, you know there's so many things you can say about it because it's just fast action and so uh show us what you're using for lures and right. tell us a, about your setup then all right um with the 18 foot power trollers i'm uh-huh. basically um i run a five foot leader setup now i run okay. my weight on top and it's funny right. how i learned uh, how to power troll with weight on bottom right but over the years uh, i moved it from bottom I, mo- I tried the captain coleman rig right. and i ended up running it on top and I'll, I'll tell everybody the reason why if i got a five foot leader down there and i have two setups on it and i'm running the fence spins so basically uh-huh. i'm going to do one or two things i'm either running a straight fence spin right and i'm putting a curly tail on it so this is okay. one of my favorites right. here so that's uh that's a fence spin that's a curly tail uh so lots of times they that's basically all they want fish are going to tell you what they want right um but this time of year some of my favorite stuff is this. This is called Pro Series. Right. So, in other words, this has got uh, some tinsel on it, some flash. And what we do is we, in turn, take that. Uh, some mylar. Uh, well, we actually take the, uh-huh. the curly tail. And when I, I talk to people about this time of year, I talk about big and nasty. And this is what we're talking about. I so you. So, got, yep. uh, you got the uh, Pro Series. And you match them up or put whatever curly tail they seem to be hitting right. uh, or working off of. These are some of my favorite colors uh, right there. So, what are these colors? Um, I'm, that- I'm not sure. Are you asking me what the name of the color is? Yeah, if you do, or describe the color. Yeah, it's just pink, short, got a lot of tinsel in it, uh-huh. uh, flash. Uh, this happens to be, uh, and I know this color is October. I'm uh-huh. not sure what they call that right there, that color. Uh, but this has some uh, orange, black, got the flash in it, um, and got a little uh, flamboy right there, uh, just a little attractant. So a jig with a spin on it uh, yeah. underneath it. So you're trolling these without a weight? You're trolling the weight on top, uh, and how well, heavy a weight are you trolling? I'm running a three-ounce weight, and okay. it's on top. It's on my main line. Uh-huh. So yeah. I run a heavy main line, uh, line. it's 15-pound test, and I, I run a dark orange color. It, it's a, a orange glow, right. so I can kind of see it out there. And it's and it's a, a tough 15, 16 pound test. Right. So running a heavy weight on it, I generally don't don't hurt the line or right. or whatever it may be. Then I build my leaders. You, I think you saw maybe us uh-huh. out there earlier today building those leaders. They're five foot. I start out with a uh, crane swivel on top. Uh-huh. I come down two foot, and I do an o- three uh, three loops and an overhand knot. Right. I, I cut one of the um, loops, uh, and do I, I do a six inch leader? So I have a right. end up with a six inch leader coming off of that two foot down from the barrel swivel. Then I come down three foot, and I have another one on the bottom. So I got one of these setups that's two foot down, right? Six six inch leader. Then I come down three foot, and I have the and I generally run a quarter on bottom. And an eighth okay. on top. Right. So uh, that's generally what I do as far as a setup. Let me explain to you why I like that setup. 
and okay. I think that's important for the viewers. It, and, and what I use is an egg weight. So when, when a fish hits uh, one of these setups on the bottom, right. that egg weight runs up that main line. Uh-huh. It doesn't really feel the resistance. Now, if you put the weight on the bottom and a, and a fish hits it, he's going to feel that resistance. And you're going right. to get what I call drive-bys, we call them. Uh-huh. <laughs> they come by, and, boy, they'll hit that thing. But I, I think what they do, they can just feel that heavy weight down there, and they spit it out right. it, before they get hooked. Uh, I put it in the middle, and it was actually worse. Uh, simply, oh. <laughs> uh, simply uh, we'd, we'd get a lot of fish that would run by, would hit it. Um, and, uh, and I thought, why, why is that happening? But then I got to thinking, you can take a uh, half ounce weight, you can take a, uh, you know, three quarter ounce weight, one ounce weight, and you can run it in a Captain Coleman setup. And it's not a whole lot of weight for a fish to feel right there. Right. You bump up to that three ounce weight and that sucker's heavy. Yeah. And so they just automatically, when they hit that line, it doesn't, it doesn't give. So if I'm running a five foot leader, Right. And nothing, it, it runs just like a long line setup. So you kind of have to picture that in your mind. Right. Um, if you threw out long lines out the back with no weight, you're just running two, uh, about three, maybe four foot apart yeah. uh, jigs out the back. You're doing the same thing on the front. Uh-huh. The beauty of that is that I can turn around on those fish. So I'm sitting here, I can target fish, bend on a ledge uh-huh. uh, in, in a particular area, maybe a lot of shad uh, feeding. And I can just make circles. Long lining or running crankbaits, you cannot do that. Right. So you got to make a big, long Yeah, loop, that's right. Yeah. Come back through um, the whole ball of wax. So I can just sit there and work those fish uh, with a power trolling. And uh, you do troll off the back, though, sometimes, right? Yeah, I love to do a action. Man, you're uh-huh. talking about some fun. Uh, got a lot of buddies that do it now. Uh, where you maybe rig up if you got more than a couple of people in a boat, and you uh-huh. rig up and fishing on the back. Or pontoon boats. We see so, a lot of pontoon boats yep. on these lakes. So what uh, rods are you using back there, and what's your setup normally? I use the B&M PST. Okay. Uh, now some, some of my buddies like the BGJP. It's a little limber. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't. I like the PST. Uh, but I run, when I'm longlining or pulling cranks, uh-huh. I run a 20-foot PST as my wow. two front, front uh-huh. rods. Yep. And I, I come down to a 16, right. and I come down to a 12 and an eight wow. so i've got a four foot stagger uh-huh. uh between those four poles <laughs> and uh uh what's really cool and i'll give everybody a little little secret okay uh that pulls crankbaits and, and by the way i love pico so uh right. I, I love those pico uh cranks back there and uh but i go above that pico uh lure or bandit whatever i'm using uh-huh. and i go three foot above it and tie one of these on yeah, are you using a swivel when you tie them on? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I have a little, uh, it's got a little crane uh, yep. swivel on it and uh, got and, a little quick snap. And so. and so they know this, the lure that's out there the with the jig head, it's shorter than what the crankbait is. So it, yes. it actually, whether it, whether it looks like the crankbait's chasing your jig or they want, they want a smaller profile than what your crankbait is. That's the reason. That's how you set it up. Yeah, uh, we uh, like I say we we've done a few shows doing that, and and it was amazing. Sometimes you'll catch one on that and catch one with a crank, uh-huh. you just run through, you know, and you reel in two fish, 
And uh, but uh, there's a lot of times we'll get, we'll out catch your cranks on the back uh, with those fin spins. So uh, you're kind of long lining and cranking at the same time. <laughs> so uh, how long does power trolling? What's the peak time for power trolling? Here, what season? Here's what's cool: from May the fifteenth on uh-huh. on these lakes to from now to fall, right. we're you can power troll. That's what's so cool. I mean, we I have all those months. So you got May, June, July, August, September, October. Wow. Uh, I mean, you got six months to put her in, and, and basically all I say is put her in the wind, boys, and uh, get out there, get the right rigs. There's so many people that send me messages, try to, you know, and, and, and I know there's a lot of people that want to know technique, but they want to halfway do something. I, right. I think you, you know what I mean. You try uh, to tell them, and and, and, uh, and and then you may respond back, well, it really didn't work for me on my lake or something, and, and I'm saying, okay, well, how'd you do it? And then come to find out it wasn't anything like what you were doing. And right. uh, But it, I think the people that really just – and it all starts with a pole. I mean, you got to sit right. and think about it. If you don't have a pole that can handle a three ounce weight, I mean, right. some people say, "Well, I think I got a pole that'll do a two ounce." Fine, uh, go for it. Yeah. But if you're trying to run one point seven mile an hour and you're running it, you're you're fishing in twenty twenty four foot of water, and those fish are sixteen eighteen foot deep, you're running a two ounce weight trying to keep it down at one point seven. It's yeah. not. It's going to be back under your boat back there. That's somewhere. just like trolling a crankbait at that point. Yeah, it's too yeah, far back. Yeah. So do yeah. you use the rule of thirds for your uh, for your weight to know how deep um, how deep your jigs are running up in the front? Well, here here here's what's really cool: the live scope. Uh-huh. And I, I, I I'm not a live scoper. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a. I don't like jigging, and I don't like sitting there running those fish down with live scope. Well, it will make you a better troller. Right. Um, I can, I can, I can set that speed on one point seven. I can look down there and find those fish in that water column, and I can look at every one of my baits. That three ounce weight, those baits are dragging right there, right. and I can drop that dude down. I just pull out, pull out uh, until I'm right in the water column. If I'm fishing at what's really nice, Archibald is one of the lakes. One of the lakes that you just want to drag the bottom. Those right. fish stay on the bottom. You can see them down there, uh, just right on the bottom. And I can set that that those baits to where they're just right across that bottom when I'm going down through there, and you'll see them come up out of there and right. and hit it. Uh, but the live scope has made me a better troller. And, so. Uh, so what are you using to run? So you have your transducer on a different, different bar going down, right? Well, I actually have it on my shaft. I, I use cornfield cornfield fishing gear. Okay, uh, has a I, I use a Tarova, okay. and um, I have a, I run a remote. So uh, Mark ha, has some wonderful products with cornfield okay. fishing. All of my mounts. Uh, mounted on my Tarova, um, and it also has a place. Uh, he's got a way of hooking up um, uh, a um, the, the transducer on a Tarova right. head. It kind of sets off to the side, and uh, so I. So you're you're scanning back and forth. Scanning back going. and forth, uh-huh. okay. and, and let me tell you, it makes it easy for me anyway. And, and there's a man right out there working on his boat, Steve Coleman, <laughs> but he told me a. a Years ago, he and Ronnie, um, 
they do a technique called wildcatting, and I don't know if you've ever heard of that or familiar with it, but even minnow fishing. And in, and you got if people in their mind would always remember reaction, it's right. it's all a reaction strike. You you can sit there and on a live scope and watch those fish following those baits, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they either got to make a decision: do I want it or do I not? Right. But if you're sitting there going in a straight line all the time, some of the times you're going to see those fish turn off. But if you're going and all of a sudden you just turn, why? And, and I, I said, what are, you, what are you doing? Well, we call it wildcatting. And, man, I learned that years ago from those guys, which is one of the absolute, if I can tell you a trick of the trade, that's one. Uh, do not go in a straight line. People see right. me going down the lake, and I'm darting this way, and I'm darting that way. Right. But I'll guarantee you that the bait's either falling or rising when you do that. Right. And, it, and, and all of a sudden it's going faster or slower. So yeah. one way or the other, sometimes it'll tell you, do I need to slow down some? Do I need to go faster? Um, my dad always taught me, he said, he said, son, if, if a crappie wants it, you can't outrun it. Right. And <laughs> so, you know, uh, stack so off true. and go. There you go. That takes us to uh, Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits for all game fish, including crappie, if you come to uh, Mississippi. And, uh, of course, you're our our spokesperson for uh, Pico Crankbaits because you use them and love them. I love them. And so uh, we're going to go through the 40 colors tomorrow. They have 40 colors, and you're going to be, I think, pilfering my tackle box so mitch i will need some new ones by the time i get home uh the others will remain in mississippi <laughs> that's right uh so make sure you check them out at uh, picolures.com uh your sponsors if you want just give them a shout out i know you oh have my gosh B&M, uh, yeah B&M, crappie. Uh, crappie magnet cornfield fishing gear yep. uh you got uh, buff's daddy you got black speck fishing uh just a bunch of great guys man i uh, i'm just fortunate to have some good friends uh in the fishing world but uh i uh, love go. all of them great there bunch you go. of guys well like we like to say make sure you keep your hooks sharp and your lures in the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>